How many ladies here thought about having children before you were married? Oh, quite a few. When you played with dolls as a child, as a young girl, did you think about a family? When you took care of your siblings, did you think about having children? When you married your husband, did you think about your future children? Certainly there are many unknowns in being married, that is in being a mom, but the idea of having children sometime in life was very important, wasn't it? There was a lady I knew, elderly. She was married at 15 years old and had her first baby at 16. She had more than 10. But she said to me, I always wanted to be a mother. Yeah, there are a lot of ups and downs in having a family. But the joy of having children, she said, never went away. And the love of watching the extended family grow was something that was very important to her. The lesson is called Mom. The three points are made, ordeal, and mother. So the first point is made. Do you think God enjoys watching his family grow? Now I'm talking about the human family in general. He created Adam and Eve for that purpose, didn't he? He said, be fruitful and multiply. Genesis 1.28. This is a God-given right and even a responsibility. It was created by God to be a good thing. And isn't having children a good thing? <laughs> yes, it is. We understand as Christians the process of, process of having children should not be taken lightly. Even the relationship in marriage is expected by God before a man and a woman know each other. He wants us to be married first. This is also something not to be taken lightly. Why? Because God designed marriage. And in that marriage union, He designed us to have children. If you understand that God created, then you know it is important to follow God's design. Since he is the creator God. We see in scripture that Adam was created first, right? And since there was no complementary being suitable for him, God created Eve. I think that is interesting teaching moment for Adam. Among all creation, animals, nature, work itself, for he was required to tend the garden, none of that gave him complete satisfaction. But God already knew what he had planned to do, didn't he? God created Eve. It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Genesis 2.18 And Adam said, This at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. 
because she was taken out of man. Genesis 2.23. I like what Adam said here. At last. Do you get the idea that he was expecting something to come around that didn't exist? This at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. God provided Adam somebody who was complementary to him. Someone he could have children with. A special being. And God gave her a specific identity. You could say, we were born in God's created way. Males are male. And females are female. Eve is known also as the mother of all living. Genesis 3.20. I think that's a fantastic title. To be the mother of all living. For those who understand that scripture is truth from God, we take that literally in this particular passage. We understand the God-given blessing. God gave women to be able to bear children. This truly makes them unique, doesn't it? Some of my relatives are interested in, in genealogy, as some of you may be. What is our family tree? What is our, or where do we come from? I've never been too interested in the research, but their research is kind of interesting. Recently, I found out on my mom's mom's side, the Addington family, that we're, we might be related to Daniel Boone. Wow! I knew I was wanted to be rugged for some reason. Daniel Boone. But overall, don't we all have the same great mother? Her name is Eve. And God created for her. So when you think about Mother's Day, also think about the one that helped start it all, Eve. The second point is ordeal. We know that Eve is the mother of all living, but there is a woman talked about in Scripture, her name is Mary, and she is the mother of the living word. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew 1, 21, 22 to 23. Now we know that her motherhood was not all cherries and roses. In fact, it was filled with various ordeals. Now an ordeal is what? A trial, a suffering, a, an affliction. In Boy Scouts, we were trained to look forward to ordeals, believe it or not, at least when I was in, because we were looking forward to the reward at the end of it. The reward could be a patch, it could be a rank advancement, or it could be just personal fulfillment. Everything we did generally centered around survival skills. Now the ordeal wasn't necessarily enjoyable. It could be hot, Cold, harsh, wet, scary. You might even go hungry for a while because you didn't meet the needs for the day. 
in that survival. The system was developed to bring boys to manhood by facing ordeals. Whether they succeeded or not, they faced them. A mother's life can be similar in respect to this, leading to their growth. Though a woman may be a natural at being a mother, does that mean she knows everything about motherhood? That's like saying all young boys or all young men are automatically great providers right off the bat. Or all young women, mothers, are great homemakers right off the bat. There's a learning curve, right? We continue to develop, and we develop as much as we want to. But we can continue to develop. It takes time, and this process can be a constant learning curve. The young mother needs guidance. The nurse that helps the new mother learn to feed her child. The mother's nervous, right? The mother's tired, anxiety. Will the baby respond? Will I have to go to formula? She needs encouragement right away. Sometimes young mothers feel alone. And sometimes they are alone. Though there are many unwed pregnancies, Mary's pregnancy was a miraculous one. Had that ever happened in history before? What happened with Mary? No. She was betrothed. In that culture, that was part of marriage. That was a marriage contract. You were in it. However, it was not a time when you could consummate the marriage. So her being pregnant was a great scandal. So Mary went through an ordeal, a trial, a suffering. But she knew the truth. And knowing the truth, she was looking to God to help her through the situation. And I imagine she was a very strong mother as she went through her experience of motherhood. Thank God, though, she had a supportive husband, didn't she? When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Matthew 1, 24-25. Now, motherhood can be an adventure. There's a lot of teaching in being a mother. Some things that happen that just want to make you laugh or cry. Here, listen to this story. A small boy set by his mother in the church building. Listening to the sermon, What is a Christian? The minister punctuated his talk at several key points, asking, What is a Christian? Each time he pounded his fist on the pulpit with emphasis. At one point, the lad whispered to his mother, Mama, do you know? Do you know what a Christian is? Yes, dear, the mother replied. Now, try to sit still and listen. As the minister was wrapping up his sermon, once he thundered for the final time, 
What is a Christian? And he pounded hard on the pulpit and the boy stood up and says, Mama, my mama knows. And so mother's adventure in guiding her children continue. But as we know, Mary's adventures were not always easy, but she continued trusting in God. As Jesus said this, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Luke chapter 8, verse 21. So the last point is mother. Women and mothers are wonderfully made. And likely, a mother does not seek to have shame brought on her. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Proverbs 29, 15. Our society's people in the United States, I believe, brings shame on the nation as a whole. Part of what shames the nation is the destruction of the family, even motherhood. Many of our people within our nation seek to pervert God's creation. It comes from their desire. Now hold on there and listen up. It comes from their desire to be independent. Independent from God's direction. But a godly mother will not, will not look at her unborn child outside of the concept of God's will. Nor will she leave her child to the wolves and whims of the world without God. It is His will to bring life through women. And women should take seriously their role in bringing that life here, not just by their behaviors, but in purpose of motherhood, in family, in following the teachings of God himself. Godly mothers who continue to strive for that endeavor are wonderfully made. From the old covenant to the new covenant, God wants us to do what? Honor our parents. How do we honor our parents? How do we honor our mothers? Well, in a shame culture, which we don't have, the negative behavior of a child, even as an adult, brings shame on the parents. The child of a shame culture may not understand guilt as we do in Western society, but he understands when a, when a parent is shamed. This ought to bring change so that the parents aren't disgraced. But how do we honor our mothers specifically? Well, I was watching a home design program, and this particular lady had her mother living with her. Now, the, the daughter was not a young lady herself, but the house wasn't conducive to the mother's aging process. And so they decided to design it together. 
because they loved each other. So the grown daughter and the mother did this, and the young daughter honored her mother. Now, the Pharisees during Jesus' time were very good at honoring God. At least they thought so. But they forgot the part of honoring God with their wealth is to live appropriately before God, Matthew 23, 23, including taking care of your parents. Matthew 15, 1 through 9, the Pharisees and the scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, Honor your father and mother. Whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If anyone tells his father or mother, What you would have gained from me is given to God. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God, you hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, The people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. The Pharisees' tradition was not only bringing shame to their parents, but it was bringing shame to God. Jesus' appreciation for his mother was seen even while he was on the cross. Someone needed to look out for her. I can count on my disciple. His name is John. He will do it. John, take care of my mother. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold, your son. Then he said to his disciple, Behold, your mother. And from that moment, the disciple took her into his home. John 19, 25-27. What is it about his mother that was so important that that was one of the last concerns he had on the cross while he was dying. I think it's because he knows mothers are wonderfully made. Mothers are wonderfully made. And that's the lesson. It's entitled Mom. Remember, God created your mother's ordeal. But motherhood is is not without adventure. And godly mothers seek to teach Christ to their children above all else. Third point, mother. Let's honor our mothers because God created mothers and made them wonderfully made. If you have any prayer requests this morning, any concerns,